I'm Mel Stewart, and this is Swim Swim Podcast. Joining me is Coleman Hodges, Swim Swim Head of Production, and the guy on deck at all the swimming meets. And today, we have a very, very, very special guest, one of my favorite people of all time, six-time Olympic medalist, Matt Grievers. Hey. Hey, come on, you got to come in harder than that. You go, hey! Yeah. You know, I, I've been watching these uh, podcasts, and you know, everyone's your favorite person, but I'm also glad to be one of your favorite, favorite No, no, no. Today, <laughs> today, you are our favorite backstroker. We had, so we had Lenny Kraselberg on, and Lenny was our favorite that day. Yeah. And we had Ryan Murphy on, and Ryan Murphy was our favorite that day. But now that I've been thinking about it and I've talked to him and I'm looking at your face, I'm thinking, no, it's all about Matt Grievers. Thanks, Mel. No, those are some great guys. I think backstrokers are just good people, right? Yeah. We, we, you know, we put the question to, to Ryan. We're like, you know, the Team USA contingent of like stars and backstroke is, is extraordinary. Do you guys like get together and hang out, you know, behind the scenes and have a backstroke, we're awesome, get together? Does that, does that happen? I think mean, that's a great idea. I don't think it's happened yet, but uh, being on the LA Current last year, we got got Lenny uh, Murphy and I over there, and that was that was awesome to just hang out and have some some whole bunch of Olympic gold medal backstrokers hanging out. It was great. Yeah, what what we are talking while we are amid the COVID shutdown and some phase, depending on the state that you're in, and. Uh, I'm I don't, it's been tough. I'm I've been up and down. You know, it's, I. Yeah, it's it's hard, but it's uh, the, some good news is that we're hearing murmurs that ISL is going to slowly start trickling out some information, and we had so much fun last fall, and we know that you're just going to leak it right here, right now. So tell us everything. Tell us everything that's going to happen with ISL that we're not supposed to know. <laughs> I would love to. I'm not even on a team right now. I, what? Uh, I know. Hey, so if someone wants me, I'm, I'm available. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I had a hard time committing to the initial offer just with uh, the kids and an unknown date for an unknown time at an unknown location is just too much for me to commit to. And it's understandable uh, the LA Current had to fill up the roster. No uh, hard feelings at all for Lenny doing what he needed to do that was best for the team. But uh, that kind of left me <laughs> out in the cold now. But uh, I would still love to be a part of it if it does happen um, and, and I can make it happen with my family. I, I really enjoyed the format last year. I thought it was an incredible event, great for the sport of swimming. And I would love to continue to be part of it as long as I'm competitive. I think I'm still there. I'm still feeling pretty good in the water. Uh, so as soon as I you know, need a little cane to get out and walk around on deck, I'll try to, try to be for folks listening, everybody knows you, but we we got we have to say it, and I apologize. You're 35 years old. You're a grown man, <laughs> and uh, you're a grown man with responsibilities, a, a, a beautiful wife, and beautiful kids. And um, so, I guess I guess we all understand that that you you have responsibilities, and you've got to be certain about your your future. And uh, but I'm sure that you're hiding information that you actually know because you are an Olympic medalist with insider information, but we'll just let that slide. Good, good. 
I wanna I wanna hop in here. Matt is in currently. You're in the best place in the United States, Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> uh, you're yeah. you're tra- you're training with uh, Andy, the head coach there, who's your brother. How, how long have you been there? What's the situation in Columbia? I'm jealous. I wish I could go there right now and go see my parents. Uh, but but how are you? How long have you been there? What's what's been happening in Columbia with you so far? Yeah, I got here July 1st. Uh, Arizona, as most people know, has has been a pretty hot spot. And so I actually got out there the day you kind of reshut down and uh, scheduled a training trip here at Missouri with my brother. And I just needed to get in the water. Man, I was getting antsy and it was just tough trying to find pool space in Arizona and then trying to swim and you only get an hour. You can only sign up once a day. It's like, it's just uh, difficult and you're not in a team environment. So I was just I'm looking at dates and you're like, oh gosh, like if the Olympic trials is happening, everything's happening. I'm less than a year away. I need to get, <laughs> I need to get going. Um, so just to kind of reduce my anxiety, I need to get training. My brother's got a great thing going on here and they're, they're available to train. So I'm in the water, uh, getting in shape and, and actually feeling pretty good. <laughs> it's feeling, it's feeling good. I was a little nervous being out of the water for almost three months or whatever it was that uh, this old body would take a little while, but if anything, maybe the age is a benefit here. Um, just that muscle memories right back where I left it off. <laughs> and it's, it's feeling pretty good in the water and times already aren't horrible. So it's been a huge uh, reduction in my anxiety that like, Hey, you know what, let's, we can, I can wait this thing out and whatever happens, everyone's in a similar boat. Obviously there's some better training circumstances on one side of the country than the other or wherever you are. But uh, in general, it's everyone's going to kind of have to roll the punches. And uh, now that I know I, <laughs> I can actually swim again, I can relax and take a deep breath and reanalyze things. Because Mel said it earlier, I think everyone goes through their little cycles like, okay, we can do this. Let's be really positive. And it's kind of gets tiring being positive, not knowing, hey, is this thing going to happen? Like I could take the hit once of, you know, everything being focused for – this peak performance at Olympic trials. Okay, never mind. Reset. We got another year, and we got to climb up that mountain of training again. But to do it, to mentally know that there's a possibility that doesn't happen. That's that's what's really tough for me right now. Is hey, if they call this, like this hurts. <laughs> this hurts getting back into peak performance shape. It hurts uh, doing the doubles and the lifting and swimming and getting my body where it needs to be. And it's, it's more sacrifices than just my body. As Mel said, I got a family, I got other responsibilities. I'm in real estate. So I'm trying to balance some things and trying to figure out um, my priorities. And it just stinks that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what if this doesn't happen? And it just, that's just so hard to go all in. I know I shouldn't, I know that I shouldn't be thinking that way, but man, that's, that's my monster I got to overcome right now. But being in Missouri, it's just been awesome. It feels so good. It's eased, eased everything in my mind, just knowing I could train. My brother's got a great thing going on here. Love the practices. It's awesome. You know, I, I, years and years ago, God, when I think of you, I remember, I forget what Olympic trials it was, but you picked me up and held me over your head. I never felt like a tiny little man. <laughs> but do you remember doing that like on the street in Omaha? You just grabbed me and lifted me over your head. I was like, uh, that's kind of boss right there. Must have been after celebrating making that team in 08. <laughs> it was, but, but here's the thing: you're um, you you've had every experience in swimming, and uh, in a, and early on, I, I called you the gentle giant, and you're like, "Don't call me the gentle giant." 
And, and I've thought about it and I'm like, you know what? You're not. I, I judge somebody's ability to be just so tough and an assassin when they've suffered, when they, you, you've been third at trials, you've missed Olympics, you, had a, you, had a, you went through that, that period, was back in 2010, was it, where, you, where you, you missed the team and you came back and had an extraordinary 2012. You have resilience, you're anti-fragile, you come back and now just thinking about that, you know, in the context of what's happening now, now you're living through this historic pandemic, it hasn't happened in 100 years. So everything that could possibly be thrown at Matt Gravers, I think has been thrown at Matt Gravers. Has, has that gone through your head? It's like, wow, I've just had to overcome so much. No. Uh, no. I, I think I've been lucky and fortunate. I, I can appreciate what you're saying, and, but uh, no, I don't want to ever make myself a victim there. I, I think I've, man, I'm, I'm, 35 and I'm able to swim. My shoulders are pretty good. My body's good. Man, I put a lot of miles and I'm still fortunate and lucky enough to be able to swim. I've been uh, able to, my family has allowed me to still pursue this professional sport. Now, I think, you know, this has all been a super fortunate, incredibly blessed life, great career. Uh, You said it, I've experienced some incredible things. And I think it makes me more empathetic that I've experienced the down things and I can relate to people, maybe help them out of a rough rut if uh, they need helping from me because I, I can empathize. And uh, no, I think it's, it's been a great journey. I've loved this sport and all, all parts of it. The downsides make the, be- the upsides better. Like you said, 2010, I was bummed out. But man, I made 2012 that much better. 2016, I was bummed out, but I had incredible 2017. It's, um, it's kind of one of the benefits of having such a long career. You, you have a lot of moments that you can bounce back from and feel good about what you've done. So, no, I, I understand and appreciate, appreciate what you're saying, but I feel incredibly blessed. So you have, you have put a lot of miles on and you've been able to get back in the water. Um, I've been interested to hear what, what, you know, you said you put up some pretty good time so far, but what has the training looked like just easing back in what it's been two weeks, I guess now for you? Yeah. Uh, started off and actually almost was tapered. We did uh, fast 25s and I was pushing 10 lows, backstroke, uh, nine highs, freestyle, like repeats, repeats, um, with short rest. So I was feeling really good about my speed and then <laughs> the speed kind of went down. And the longer stuff started getting better. Uh, so today we did like 200 pace work within underwaters after and minor waters are still good. I just, you know, I, I'm um, very lucky. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. I think I have a lot of natural talent. Uh, that's that's um, helped me a lot. And I think, <laughs> I guess it takes some away from me because that means I haven't worked super hard all the time. But no, it's, it's um, definitely a benefit here. And I'm curious about what, I have talked to Nathan a little bit and some of the other older swimmers. I think uh, this might be an advantage for the older swimmers more than a disadvantage, which I initially thought. I think I'm just kind of getting right back into thing. My body knows what to do. My brain definitely knows what to do. And uh, it's, yeah, it's feeling pretty good. So really it's, it's not, I didn't, didn't, don't have to climb up a huge, huge hard hill. I'm sore. My body's very sore, but that's the biggest thing. And talking to coaches, a lot of coaches are like, oh, this is going to be a, a nice window for young swimmers to have one more year to develop. Then you hear other coaches, other analysts say, yeah, but these older swimmers, 
have been doing this at such a high level for so many years, they probably have micro injuries they weren't even aware of. And this time out is this one breath in the moment where they can heal. I, I wonder, did you have anything that was like a little kink and it's, you know, you, you felt something and, and you healed up and then suddenly you hit the water and you're like, wow, I feel different. Was there, did you feel anything in those 25s in that speed where it's like, wow, um, where did that come from? Yeah, my, I, I guess I have a minor hip impingement. Um, and that's, you know, just, I think tall people have it, your bone. And so if this is your hip socket, this is a little sharp and it kind of like your tendons, uh, ligaments can kind of go against the sharp point and phrase, phrase it a little bit. Um, so I think, yeah, my kick is better already just doing a lot of body position kick. I feel more power, uh, and backstroke when I went fast just yesterday, I was rising up and that's when I know when my backstroke's on is when my hips are out of the water and you see me bouncing around. I had that already. Usually I need to wait till taper time or something. So um, that made my brother super excited. Me too. It's just, it's cool to know that I'm not saying anything is going to be great. I know it's not going to be easy, but it's cool to know that I, there's still the chance to do well. Um, it's still a possibility. A lot of stars have to align for me, but the, the system's ready. You know, it's, it's, everything's got to go well for it, but it's, it's still kind of cool that at 35, it's really not that old. I think we're going to keep pushing that and keep pushing that age barrier uh, up until, you know, I don't know. When. Uh, so it's, and it's not like you just took three months off. Sure. You were out of the water, but I want to talk about, I want to hear about this, uh, this cycle race that you, that you dominated and proved <laughs> that swimmers are indeed the best athletes. Yeah, uh, right. You know, it's, you get stir crazy. And when you're used to that endorphin rush every day, that uh, the feeling good after exercise, you need to do it. Um, and I actually started off real well. And then I think I got comfortable doing less and less. And now I'm, I'm back up. But um, Peloton race, that was awesome. So someone from ESPN came out and was like, hey, do you want to do this? I was like, yes, I have something to focus on. Finally, let's go. So I did like a little training set for it. And uh, I think I was way more in, into it than those other guys, but that's, that's fine. Um, and I do, I think now, if I did now, I could go much better even um, now I've kind of learned a little bit, but it's, it's fun, man. This, I think we're racers. Swimmers just want to race and, and have a goal. And it felt so good to have a goal and an objective and something to train for. And it makes me know, like, you know, even when I'm going to be done with this sport, when I have to be done, I'm going to need, physical goals and objectives forever just to you know it's it's fine to train and just try to stay in shape but you don't get the same benefit as when you're actually shooting for something you can push yourself so much harder those pain barriers go go down so much easier than if you're just like well i just kind of want to look okay you know we're all swimmers here we all move in a, in a tribe of swimmers we move you know whether it's your club team or your or the national team and we know that some of these folks just aren't, they're not that great on land. Um, but it's, it's it is odd. It is, you are an outlier to, to, to be able to hop on a bike and do that. And, but also, um, you know, you've got that long drive skill. <laughs> How far, have you, have you been on the golf course? Um, have, have you, I, I was on the golf course with you once and I was like, I can't believe this. Um, have you improved on that? Like how far can you, can you drive golf balls? I, I went golfing on Sunday. Um, Missouri, by the way, you can't hit it as far as Arizona because of the, the moisture in the air. 
So in Arizona, I have hit it uh, actually with Clark Burkle. We both did on the same hole. We drove the hole that was 370. Uh, so that was an actual in the in the fairway, in the, well, actually he went in the sand, so it might've gone further, but um, on a real course, 370. So that was pretty neat. I think that's my record of it, like still finding the ball. My problem is I lose them. I'll even hit them dead center. I'm going to look down the fairway and it's just gone. Cause you don't, they, they go a little too high. Um, when the guy, I think he's, swimmers are pretty neat. We have good, strong cores and we're flexible so we can get a lot of leverage. Um, so yeah, I've been playing here. I've already golfed three times. Uh, with my brother here in Missouri, it's good to uh, let the, our wives take the kids for a little bit and go go sneak out on the golf course. But it's it's been a lot of fun. I can still hit it pretty far, but that doesn't – I'm still bad. I can just hit it far. Still impressive. Still impressive. Thanks. Thanks. Go ahead, Coleman. Uh, so so I wasn't sure. So are, are Annie and the kids there as well? And if so, I you've got Skyler, who I think is four or five now, and then – I don't, I don't even know your second child's name because they're pretty new, right? Yeah. Uh, Gracie is my seven-month-old, and Skylar's three and a half for a little older than three and a half. Okay. She looks like a uh, – she wears over five Ts, five, six Ts, so that's not a – you're guessing the right thing. That's what she looks like a five-year-old. Seems par for the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Here, it's great. It's a family reunion. We get to really get to know my uh, nephew a little better, Atticus. My brother's son, he's just a ball of energy, and it's awesome just to see the cousins play and get to know each other a little better. And it's unique. It's obviously scary to travel uh, across country in this time, but it's we felt pretty safe on the plane wearing a mask, and our girls understand the sickness. Uh, at least our old Skylar does, and she understands we can't go roll on the bathroom floor right now. we got to be smart. And uh, so it felt pretty good, and, and just being here with the family, you, I think we're starving for some – interaction human interaction and touch and so being with your family is the most the safest and most comfortable you can be in this in this kind of weird weird situation when i when i was talking earlier about your resilience experiencing everything in sport and, and coming back from moments that were challenging uh that did that that was also something that was floating through my head it's like wow you're a married man and a father and you're also maintaining this elite career and Coleman doesn't understand this. You've got to be married and have kids to understand that having kids, they don't turn off. It's, uh, and I, I would think that would be very, very challenging. It's not something I had to deal with when I was swimming. I can't even imagine it, but it's, uh, but you know, I guess it's probably been a huge asset during the shutdown to be sheltered with the ones you love. For sure. Uh, it's been great. Skylar is my workout buddy. I use her as a weight. And she really likes it. She's like, all right, triceps. And so I just put her behind me and start doing some triceps. It's, it's cool. Um, there are certain things like right now that I'm really trying to get back into it. I want to get home. And I want to recover. I want to put my, my recovery boots on and I want to sleep for hours. Then I want to go put on like use a percussion gun and put on some stem and take some supplements, sleep again. So really I'd love to eat, swim, eat, sleep, swim, eat, and recovery stuff in between. That's my ideal day. You're exactly right. I don't get to do that. <laughs> it's daddy time when I'm home and you got to be running. You got to have energy for your kids. And it's a good distraction. But uh, that's why I got to go to train camps every now and then. 
because <laughs> then it's a real focused training you get to recover um but it is it's it's really not something i even try to explain to uh, people without kids because you're not going to get it until you have them and realize you know mom's oh she's got to be off duty sometimes and i don't i kind of have a stay-at-home job in a lot of ways so it's um it's it's great because i have a lot of good quality time with my family but i get tired if you're dad you're a jungle gym yes yes Dad's jungle gym, and that's uh, that's not what you want to be doing in between sessions. You want to be doing it, but it's yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, I wanted to ask you just something, I, and and I and you know it's been a it's been a blown. We haven't done it with with some with some great folks that this dropped in, but has there ever been one swim that didn't have to be the Olympics, not you know not trials or anything, where it was like you touched the wall and you're like that was perfect, that felt perfect. Um, it's uh you know if i had to guess it i was like it was it was it trials in 12 uh yeah, trials in 12 you know it's um that was not a perfect swim though for uh the finals i my semifinals it was way slower um my rate it's still talking about outliers uh russell mark has a graph of tempos for times and i was a 53 Oh, I believe, or somewhere around there, but my rate was a 1.7, which is slower than almost anyone's 200 backstroke rate. And I was just, man, that thing didn't hurt at all. And I feel like if I just would have gunned it at the right point, just how much water I was pulling, how connected my core was, just felt so strong. That was made, it wasn't the perfect race in a way, but it felt perfect. Zero energy. I think my heart rate was like 140 out of it after it was done. I was like, I'm going to go pretty fast. Like, this feels great. And that was, I really don't, man, you, you said it. I've been all over the place. And I don't really know. I think some people know every big meet they're going to go. And for me, I'm like, well, I think I can be good. I'm not sure. But after that, I'm like, yes, I'm good. Like, this, this finals will be good. So the actual finals was good. But I just get excited. And even, I guess that's a while ago now. But um, I get excited and I want to go faster too early for, for me and the style, the way I train. I think I rely on my easy speed, big, strong strokes. And I see someone else's arm spinning next to me. And I'm like, I want to spin like them. Like, but I'm like, no, we've got to slow it down, slow it down. So it's, um, I'd say one of my perfect races, this is randomly here in Missouri, uh, I think 2008, February, 100 freestyle. I don't know where I went, like a 48.5, mid-season. I was it's, there for that. I remember it. Yeah. Morning finals, yeah. right? That was prelims. Well, no, I think Cielo beat me in a finals. This was prelims. Yeah, where, prelims at night. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was like, gosh, this felt awesome. <laughs> like, I, I never broke 49 to go 48.5, kind of like with a beard and just not really minding. It felt amazing. And uh, that, that was one of my perfect races where I was just relaxed swimming my own race and ended up with a great time. Also... <laughs> At that meet, I want to I wanna chime in. So you had just started training at Arizona at that point, right? Yep. And it was you guys did a 400 free relay. It was you, Roland Schumann, Rake Neethling, and Darian maybe? Maybe. And I think you guys went 316. Or Lyndon Burns. Lyndon. It was Lyndon. Yeah. Lyndon Ferns, you guys went like 316 average 49 O's. That has to be the pool record there because <laughs> I remember seeing it and saying, that's never going to get broken ever because, oh, Columbia. yeah, anyway. 
That was a great yeah. meet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, man, that was back when I could go fast almost whenever. That was great. <laughs> that was the swim network days. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I was uh, the only time I was ever on deck with Reich, but it's, so it, it's a, um, when I, when I, when I, when I think about you and I think about, about your entire career and I think about all those great moments, uh, I, I, I always do come back to that one thought in 2012. It felt like it was the tear show because I just remember I was like, and uh, I was in like 20 rows up and I just remember you touching the wall and coming out and that, and that, and it's like that entire square box down right, right behind your lane was the company. And that's been a long relationship. And, uh, I like the fact that that company stuck with you and they were, they were consistent. They were there through 2010 and, uh, and they, and you know, loyalty paid pays off. But, uh, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like a wonderful celebration. It seemed like a good time. That was uh that's a great, I, I think they're still doing it. Having that box with tear and they, they invite your family there and gosh, man, you get to hug your family right after that race. And that's who you want to celebrate with. Obviously there's a long line of people that, help with that race um, that gets you there. But your family is, is the best that you're gonna feel to celebrate with. But your coaches are also there, your teammates, uh, your friends, but your family is also, that's, that was a great, and that is the company's motto and what they've been, but they've always wanted a family feel. So the fact that they think about that is pretty neat. Has it been cool to, since you know, you've been with Tier for so long and to see them grow into what they are today, uh, I mean, over, over so many years, you know, almost a decade, sorry. Uh, what has that been experience been like for you? Yeah, I mean, we're on like almost 14 years or something. <laughs> I signed with them in 07. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's really cool to see, just remembering our first photo shoots and, uh, and how they've evolved. So like now it's a big town production and just, it's just funny to think about where, I remember my very first one, I wore the, the over-the-shoulder, like, Farmer John suit, super tight. And uh, they're like, okay, you'll be up soon. But there wasn't really a schedule. So I wore this Farmer John thing for six hours and I ended up bleeding on my shoulders. <laughs> and I didn't, and I never even got on the shot list because it was just, like, kind of running behind. Now it's like, now if you, you got your 15-minute slot here, your 15-minute slot there, it's just – super well organized, big time production. It's just it's come a long way. Um, but it's, it's been awesome to see, be part of all the incredible people that have been with that company over the years and seen a lot of, uh, I get not a lot of turnover in the roles, but I've seen the kind of the new generation take over and, and what they're doing with the company. And it's, it's all interesting to see the involvement of, of how they've really grown. Yeah, but you're a founding member, you know, it's like you, you were their, their first, investment and star and you hobnobbed on the deck with the CEOs, you and the CEO, Matt. And, uh, and I thought that was a cool beginning and I think it's a great story in swim and, uh, and they certainly deserve the acknowledgement for being steadfast and, and always with you and always behind you. It's a, it's a nice pairing. Uh, I feel like we need to clear the air and because I, I've had my heart sink four or five times at Swim Swam, and one was when we had a report in 2016. Do you remember that report? I do. You do remember that report. I saw that report go up, and then I got a text message from Braden. He's like, this report is wrong. Grievers is not retired, but we just reported that he was retired. And, uh, and I thought, I mean, I love you. And I was like, oh, my God. 
this is the worst moment in history. This is supposed to be an exciting time. Um, how much did you hate us in that moment? <laughs> no, there was no hate. Uh, you know, I was, I was sad for not making the team. And that, that took probably 99% of my emotional energy. Um, it didn't bother me. I was, I, I just, the only thing I was sad about is I didn't want to take any attention away from the swimmers that were making the meet and making the team. So I felt like, uh, that was the only mistake there is, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do to be honest. It wasn't, um, an outrageous call on your guys' part. Like I think the tone, my emotions portrayed that I was probably going to hang it up because I was super sad. Um, but I didn't want it to take away that moment from, for all, all the wonderful other stories that were happening. Uh, so I'd say that's the only thing. No, I don't. I'm never hate you guys. You guys are great. What, so I lifted you up, Mel. But it, it, the, the interesting thing is that it's a, it, it has become kind of a, th- kind of a thing now. Um, athletes don't retire. A lot of athletes in my day, if you didn't make the Olympic team, you'd walk off to your post-race interview and you'd be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm retiring. And that's just what you did. Athletes don't do that now. And um, got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not aware enough, but yeah, that makes absolute sense. You don't want to take away from the moment of what's happening with, uh, with that, with a very sacred meat, but it was, uh, so you're just a good human being. And it's, <laughs> it's, that's that I, I, I like hearing that. Well, hey, when you're 35, were you going to swim until you're 55? Is that, is that, that's the rumor. Gosh, you know, it's starting to hurt a little more, but I still, uh, for me, this is, it, it hurts going up the hill. But once I'm over and I'm in peak shape, man, I can really ride it and glide it. And it feels good. It's fun. Like, I'm loving it. Right now is a tough time. Not, I mean, whatever, relative. Not a lot of people out there in this situation are much tougher spot than I am. So a little physical pain, you know, you got to put that in perspective. It's, it's still good. But it's, yeah, no, I'd like to keep going. Uh, just what you're saying about not retiring after me. Well, one, we're going back to tier. Matt Lorenzo said, hey, like, we're supporting you no matter what. He said it that night, that dinner. We went out to dinner, and I saw him, and he made, uh, he made his way to, to talk to me. And, I, man, you know, that's, you feel so bummed out because, obviously, there's a lot of sponsorship money that you lose by not making the team. Other sponsors, um, it's, it's, there's still a lot of money involved in, in the sport, or you hope so. Um, so that's something you got to think about, and having that option – an opportunity for redemption in my own mind meant a lot. That was a huge thing that he did for me there. But now with the ISL coming out, it's not just the Olympics anymore. It's not a four-year only program. We, we have opportunities all the time every, every, every year, every through several times a year. You got the FINA Championship Series. It's a lot of money there. You have the ISL becoming a lot of money now. And uh, – even the World Cups that are still operating, there's so many prize money meets. The Tier Pro Series is still money more than it used to be. And there's, and, and now with social media and influencers, and just if you have some followers, you can make some money, get some kickbacks that way. Um, it's a little work, but look at Cody Miller, what he's been able to do with his brand. He's just crushing it. And it's awesome. It's great to see. So if you want to swim, there's now opportunities where when you swam, Mel, if you weren't making an Olympic team, there wasn't any other opportunities. You're going to have to have a full-time job and then swim. That's uh, obviously not easy to do if you're trying to do it at the top level. Not now, 
<laughs> just follow just follow Matt Grievous around with a camera. That's my only option. <laughs> uh, so, but, but speaking of jobs, you did mention real estate. I'm kind of curious. You know, you've got a degree from Northwestern. Uh, what's what's going on there? What what have you been doing in real estate? Is that something you had planned on uh, for a while? What what's going on? Yeah, uh, I kind of just fell into it. Um, 2009, I bought a house and uh, just to live in with, with like my buddies. It was Corey Chitwood, Clark Burkle, Jean Basson, uh, Jordan Smith. And there at some point, it's all swimmers and they're helping me kind of pay the mortgage. And then I was like, this is nice. Like this kind of rental. So Annie didn't want to live in my bachelor pad when we got married. So we got another house. What? <laughs> I'm crazy. I know. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we kind of just rented that one out. I was like, I love this passive income. Uh, so we got a whole bunch more. I think we're up to uh, six or seven rentals. I'm saying that in August where uh, I got my real estate license just so if I want to manage them again myself, um, there's no problem there, even though you're allowed to manage your own properties. And uh, yeah, so I'm selling a couple houses this August. I'm putting on market, maybe buying some more. And it's been, it's been great having that kind of passive income it's, it's substantial. There's been years I've made more in real estate than swimming for sure. And that's just awesome because it's, I, I've been lucky. So I'm saying, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's pretty, it seems easy. As long as you have a little bit of money to start with, uh, it, it, it's not maybe as hard as swimming to make money. Uh, so it's, it's been great. So yeah, just uh, a lot of student housing and some kind of flip to rents. I'm trying to do three to five year holds and then we're going to sell them again. And as crazy as the market's been, it's still been a pretty reliable source of income. So that's been great. Uh, future plans, probably stick with some real estate, maybe starting a swim school um, while swimming, if I can. I, I really enjoy it. I think I'd like to do it anyway. I've talked about having a goal. And as long as I'm competitive, I think I could make some money on it. And man, ISL was super fun. But felt like it was in college. It's just really cool to be part of a team all the time. Kind of, I love the opportunity to race at a higher level a lot. It's, it's kind of maybe one of my strengths. Um, I just need to train that way again. And I learned, figured it out by the end of the season. I do need to train differently. And uh, kind of getting, getting to know that, I think I'd be more prepared for the upcoming years if I'm still doing it, which I, I would like to. It, it's great. Well, we're winding down to four minutes, and I just have to ask this question because you have so many years traveling with Team USA. Do you have any Team USA team trip stories that are pg that you could share any 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 funny anecdote i mean gosh there's plenty uh i say one of my favorites i always talk trash to breaststrokers and in 2012 i think uh it was connor dwyer's like who was a freestyler but he had a good breaststroker and brendan hansen were like hey you're not that good so i raced a 25 breaststroke and i just smoked everyone it was it was awesome so that's not maybe the, the interaction you're looking for, but I just, I was like, breaststroke, just, you know, it's easy. It's half gliding. It's not the same sort of uh, burn that freestyle and backstroke have. Gosh. So I didn't know. I still really enjoy talking trash shell breaststrokers. Other stories like, gosh, 2009, like Michael Phelps was just, you know, biggest name on the planet. Maybe the most recognizable face on, on earth in 2008, certainly. And we're in Rome and I remember trying to eat with him and he was getting mobbed and he's just looking for help. And I was looking at Nathan, like, dude, we gotta, we gotta protect this guy. So we just became bouncers. We weren't swimmers anymore. We're just like, make way, like, 
stand back and uh, just trying to get through the streets. And God, he was just such a superstar. Uh, just seeing that was, it was really cool to see a swimmer get to that level, uh, get that kind of recognition. It, it was pretty neat. But then also I was like, gosh, I should probably use my size for something other than swimming in this situation. So it became, yeah, it became bouncers. It was, it was great. I mean, if, I had Matt, if I had you and Nathan Adrian coming at me, I'd, I'd probably back up to you. <laughs> In Italy too, they're they're little. Yeah, we were we're giants. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a good story. It's it, uh, Nathan's. Is he how long? He's been your roommate a lot. Has he been your roommate always? Um, we um, I don't know. So I was Ben Wildman Tobringers in 2008 in the actual, uh, but we hung out a ton. We were roommates after, so we shared a hotel room in 2008 after the games, and then 2009 and beyond, we were pretty much roommates. Uh, with the you know, with the exceptions of me not making the team, and it's been awesome. It's been really cool because we got to see the greats and how they led the team. Um, Jason Lezak and Aaron Pearsall and just seeing how they kind of were captains. And we kind of got to develop um, a culture that we, we're only there for a month, right? We can't do too much, but I think we did a great, we've done an okay job. We've tried to do, to get the team excited about everyone's race. And swimming is a pretty individual sport, so it's difficult to get very excited about maybe some of your competitors, especially in your event. And I think, uh, gosh, it's been so cool seeing the whole team just truly want their teammates to win. And, uh, and I think we've, we've, Nathan's done a great job and I've tried to, to kind of nurture that culture. And I'd say that's one, one of the things I'm most proud of, of leading swimming is being able to have a leadership role that maybe if it tweaked the mindset just a fraction, um, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm taking too much credit there, but it's, it was pretty neat to see, see the enjoyment of everyone at all the meets, um, seeing Caleb swim fast and you don't swim fast, you feel good about it. It still was an incredible meet for Team USA. You feel like you accomplished something. Even though you didn't have a great meet yourself, you're not having you know, the, the feel of the quits and you're not uh, super down because someone else lifted you up with their performance. And so, man, is this sport easier when you get to celebrate other people's swims? Because it is hard when you start not doing or performing well it's difficult to take again, time and time again, but someone is always going to swim fast in Team USA. So if you put your energy behind them, you get behind them, you get to celebrate with them, you feel like you never lose. You've been listening to the Swim Swam Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.